You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Time for our weekly conversation, spotlighting America's team with our good friend Mickey Spagnola. DallasCowboys.com. Check him out. Talking Cowboys weekdays on the Cowboys team channel here on TuneIn. Mickey, let's start with Ezekiel Elliott. Now the suspension is back on. How much confidence the Cowboys have in their group of running backs moving forward? Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden, and Rod Smith. Well, we're getting ready to find out, aren't we? Uh, You know, there's a reason why they kept these guys on the roster. Um, There's a reason why they uh, kept two veterans, uh, because they obviously knew at some point this could happen, and that's how they prepared for the future. Uh, Well, the future's here, uh, and we're going to see how it works. You know, the funny thing to me is that uh, for seven weeks or seven games, uh, they kept Darren McFadden on this roster, and he was inactive. So to me, they kept him for a reason. We'll see if my logic plays out that they were keeping him on ice in case this happened and make sure he had fresh legs and make sure if indeed Ezekiel Elliott uh, was suspended. Now he's suspended. They'll begin, uh, you know, preparation uh, for Kansas City on Wednesday, and we'll see how they how they work it. But. Uh, I think, you know, it's, it, it, it'll probably be B by committee. I think Rod Smith's been giving, getting more and more work uh, in the offense as a running back. Uh, they've seen what Alfred Morris can do as a backup, uh, but there's got to be a reason that they, they kept Darren McFadden around. So we'll see how that plays out, and you just got to hope that uh, your offensive line continues to play as consistently as it has in these last two games and then you can have a respectable running game uh, where people just say, you know what, I'm going to see if you can beat me running the ball. I'm going to make sure Dak to Dez or Dak to Bryce Butler doesn't beat me on one play for 72 yards. Mickey, how does the how does the how does the scheme of things change for the defensive side of the football? Because now it has to be strategy that's involved because you don't have uh, Ezekiel Elliott in the mix anymore. He's gone for six weeks. So now when you love to have Alfred Morris, you would love to have Darren McFadden do what he was doing, you know that's a stretch. How do you alter what you do on the defensive side of the football to at least try to, let's just say, alter or at least, let's just say, fix or help what the problem may be? I'm not sure I follow you, but I think I do. So you mean the Cowboys' defense, do they play it differently from a yes. team standpoint? To In comparison sure to what they've done. on the field as much? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that they're good enough to be able to uh, to adjust uh, that type of philosophy. I think from a defensive standpoint, you know, their number one goal has always been stop the run, stop the run. Uh, in the games they've won, they've stopped the run. In the games they've lost, they haven't stopped the run. So I think that still remains priority number one. Uh, I don't know that they take more chances. Uh, they did do a little bit more blitzing this last game against the Redskins, uh, but that might have to do with the Redskins uh, kind of juggled offensive line and the injuries they were uh, dealing with. Uh, but again, I think they still have to have this philosophy that we got to try not to give up big plays. They gave up big plays against the Redskins. Uh, so I, I just don't know that you become more aggressive than you already were because you think, well, I got to get off the field and I got to get more takeaways. These last two games they won, they, they, they've had three takeaways in each game. Uh, they've had five and four sacks 
in each game. So if the pressure on the quarterback can continue uh, to compound the way it has over the last couple of weeks, uh, I think they've got something going defensively. But again, it was Washington with a beat-up offensive line. It was winless San Francisco. They basically did what you should have done to those teams, but is that good enough to beat a team like Kansas City or on the road against Atlanta or Philadelphia that continues the streak? And all that stuff you guys are asking, we're going to find out with this team over the next three weeks. As you alluded to, 6-2 and two Chiefs coming off their Monday night football victory over Denver, coming to town on Sunday. We are chatting with Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com. Check him out. Talking Cowboys is terrific weekdays. You can listen to that outstanding program on the Cowboys team channel here on TuneIn. Mickey, we never talk special teams, but with no Ezekiel Elliott pending legal developments, that third of the game becomes all the more important. And we rarely talk about kickers, but how about the job Mike Nugent did filling in for Dan Bailey, the most accurate kicker in league history, on the road, in the rain in Washington? I know he missed one, but he was important on Sunday. No, absolutely. And I don't know, you know what everybody was expecting around here uh, from Mike Nugent, who had played in the league for 12 years prior to – uh, jumping in uh, on Sunday, uh, my thought was, hey, Mike, just make the extra points. You know, just make the extra points, and then anything we get on the field goals is gravy. Uh, and he goes out there and he misses the first one from 49 yards. He hooked it. Uh, as I noticed in his warm-ups, he had this pronounced hook in his kicks no matter where they were from. And when I saw the ball on the left hash, you know, I kind of said, oh, this isn't good. And sure enough, he hooked it. But you know what? One of the reasons why they kept him was because he'd been around the NFL block a time or two. He was a 12-year veteran. And so I thought being a veteran helped him say, okay, I missed it. Didn't miss it by much. I just got to go back out there and take it one kick at a time, and then he makes four straight. So uh, that was you know, very fortunate that he was able to kick that well when he hadn't kicked uh, all season long since training camp when the got released by the Giants. Uh, now you go forward and maybe you don't hold your breath quite as much as you might have with him going into the game for the first time. And I think the fortunate thing for him, and as he pointed out, you know, uh, the, the deep snapper, the holder, these guys have been together so long. Boy, the operation was really smooth, and I didn't have to worry about anything but myself. And downpouring rain and slippery field. Uh, but other than that, he handled it. And the other thing that's been happening on special teams is they've been forcing some takeaways. Uh, and, and that's something the Cowboys have struggled with uh, over the last couple of years and even early uh, this year. Um, you know, they, they, they just couldn't seem, they knocked the ball out, but couldn't seem to recover a fumble. Well, they've had a takeaway on special teams in each of the last two games. Uh, and, you know, you know, glory be, they even had an interception in this game defensively, even if it was a tip ball that popped up straight in the air. Uh, but they hadn't had an interception since game two. So when you ask about the defense, one of the things they can do to help out is create some takeaways and give this offense a shorter field like they have in the last couple games instead of forcing this offense always to go, uh, you know, 80 yards, 90 yards to, to score a touchdown. Give them a short field. Help out with a return now and then uh, on special teams uh, to add to what this offense can do. I know you said that you play the game on weekends to determine how good teams are, how good teams can be, what they're going to do. But when watching Philadelphia, what do you think it's going to take for the Dallas Cowboys to play up to that level of football? Because they're playing 
some of the best football of any team throughout the National Football League. I tell you, the thing that scares me the most about them is their defense, uh, their ability to get to the quarterback, their ability to stop the run. Uh, so it's going to be imperative when the Cowboys play them that their offensive line is hitting on all cylinders, protect Dak, create a little, a little bit of a space for the running backs to, to sneak through. I think between that and, 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 you know, making sure that Philadelphia doesn't get that running game going. And now with Jay Ajayi, uh, I'm sure they're feeling good about the possibilities of running the ball uh, better. Uh, so I think still the Cowboys, even though Wentz has done this and Wentz has done that, they got to make sure teams don't run the ball on them because, uh, and I may have told you guys this before, but the three teams they lost to, uh, Denver rushes for 170, 78 yards. Then they give up 168 to the Rams uh, and, and then gave up the, the 160 to the Packers with a rookie running back starting for the first time. Can't have it. You know, as Mike Singletary said, can't win that way either. <laughs> uh, and so those are a couple of things that I think it would be premium uh, playing if they if and when they get to play the Eagles. Uh, it'll certainly be the same thing against uh, Kansas City this week. They've got to control the run uh, and then take care of the pass. You can't do it the other way around. Otherwise, you get yourself beat. Mickey, great information as always. Enjoy your week. We'll chat with you next week after the marquee matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, guys. Talk to you then. See ya. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.